Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Enjoy great deals on an award-winning Honda at your local area Honda dealer. Or visit us online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, new efforts to expand broadband internet access statewide, more privacy concerns about electronic surveillance, and online shopping so easy, even a toddler can do it. All this and more coming up. While most Americans take high-speed Internet access for granted, about 6% of the U.S. population, approximately 19 million people, mostly in rural areas, don't have it. That number includes more than a million Ohio residents, which is a little over 8% of the state's population of 11.9 million. But there are some strong advocates for change, and we talked to a couple of them this week. One is Jenna Beadle with the Ohio Farm Bureau. Most of those unserved and underserved areas are in rural areas of the state, but there are certainly urban pockets that are unserved by broadband as well. We see most of these areas in southeast and northwest Ohio, but there are definitely pockets of northeast Ohio that struggle with access to broadband, such as good portions of Wayne and Stark counties, and then there are areas within some at Portage County, some of our more urban areas that do also struggle with access to broadband. And she gave us a couple of examples of specifically how lack of access to broadband hurts farmers. Farmers can access web-based programs that are essential conservation tools such as United States Department of Agriculture's Natural Resource Conservation Service Web Soil Survey. This gives them important information about their soil types and characteristics for their farms that enable them to use conservation practices that are not available to them without this high-speed internet. That's on the crop side. On the livestock side, we see that there are new capabilities such as robotic dairies where the milking systems are completely robotic and they can track the herd vital statistics. They can extend the milk production and life of the herd by being able to have this data in real time of heart rate, milk count, things like that, and they can't use that technology without broadband. We also talked to Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Eusted about a new effort the state is making to try and expand broadband access statewide. We are trying to urge the private sector to work with us in partnership, leveraging state assets to extend high-speed internet to the people who don't have it. When you say leverage state assets, what do you mean by that? We will give access to our state rights-of-ways, maybe some of our utilities and other buildings and infrastructure that we have where people could place broadband fiber, the infrastructure that they need to extend high-speed internet to rural areas. And in doing so, that would enable the private sector to have access to, frankly, some of the state infrastructure they haven't had access to before, which they need, by the way, for accessing some of the more populated areas of our state. Well, in return for having access to those markets, we would also like them to provide that infrastructure to the markets that are underserved so that we can put high-speed internet in the hands of many Ohioans who don't have it. And for example, you may be a student who goes to high school in one of the rural areas. You have high-speed internet when you're at school, but when you go home at night to try to do your homework, you don't have access to it. 
or you may be a business that needs high-speed access to the internet to serve your customers. Well, if you live in a place where that is not available, then you really can't participate in the modern economy and the modern education system, and we want to fix that. And these partnerships that we have with the private sector that we hope to get ideas back on in the next 21 days will hopefully provide some innovative ways of solving these problems. This is at the same time places like Cleveland are about ready to become 5G cities, which essentially gives them uh, unprecedented speed for uploads and downloads and live streaming and things like that when we have some pockets of our state that don't even have basic high-speed internet access to do normal, routine kinds of activities. So it's creating a technology divide in our society, which creates both an economic and educational divide. In terms of the economic impact this might have and then the interest that the government has in this, what would you say that would be? Well, the reason government needs to care about it is because uh, it has an economic and educational component to it. If we have communities that don't have access to high-speed internet, there are many businesses that won't even look at them as a potential location to create jobs. Educationally speaking, when you have digital access, you, you in many cases are able to get information, courses, access to technologies from around the globe that will allow you to earn maybe even a degree or a diploma or a certification educationally that's necessary for you to have a brighter economic future. This is the government, the public interest that really I believe we have an obligation to focus on. Many generations ago, we had the rural electrification program where we really had to help people who didn't have access to electricity participate in what then was the modern economy. Those who had a divide that was created basically between those who had electricity and those who didn't. We have a digital divide in a very similar fashion going on right now. And we would like instead of the government to have the solution to this, we want to use our existing private sector partners, but again, leverage our assets and and really call them into participating by bringing new technologies to the table which we know are out there that may be able to more cost effectively uh, address this issue next we have three stories about electronic surveillance and how it's both protecting us and infringing on our privacy. First, a report on home security doorbell cameras from CBS News correspondent Jim Chenevy. They're everywhere. Doorbell cameras. Systems linked to the internet that allow people to answer their doorbell from across town or across the country. But they're also valuable for home security and can be set to be motion activated, keeping a constant log of things moving into or through their field of view. Well, it didn't take long for law enforcement agencies to notice the potential benefits of these video doorbells and other home security cameras for law enforcement. So much so that many departments across the country are asking people to register with a local database that can be accessed if there's a crime in the neighborhood. Cities in Texas, New York, and Virginia have already built successful databases, and other cities are taking notice. It was video from a home security system that led police to the man accused of killing University of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts last summer. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenovey, CBS News. Now, CBS technology consultant Larry Maggot has the latest on the pros and cons of facial recognition software that's being used to scan images in driver's license databases. Anybody whose picture is on file with a government agency 
whether that's a State Department of Motor Vehicles, a federal passport application, or any other agency, could be subject to having their images scanned and used by law enforcement through facial recognition. At this point, there doesn't appear to be a lot of regulation or rules that law enforcement has to follow in order to access these databases. What's particularly concerning about this is that some states encourage undocumented immigrants to apply for driver's license as a matter of public safety. But having a driver's license could make you subject to facial recognition technology, which could lead to deportations and other legal actions. But that's not all. License plates are being scanned as well. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. The automatic license plate reader, or ALPR, is a technology most of us associate with high-tech parking enforcement or police scanning roads for suspect vehicles. But the ALPR world is built on private companies. Police don't own this stuff. They license it from other firms. And as a result, license plates are going into these huge databases. One leading ALPR tech company is said to have billions of plate readings already, adding tens of millions every month, each one with plate, date, time, and location. Malls, casinos, garbage truck companies, they're all starting to use plate recognition for purposes that relate directly to their business, although I bet none of them told you or got your permission, as well as adding to this vast network of recorded plate locations. Want to spot the next big battle over privacy? Forget facial recognition and social media, it's license plate cameras. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Also today, Amazon recently gave a San Diego woman a refund after her two-year-old daughter did a little unexpected online shopping. CBS's Matt Piper has more. Isabella McNeil says she handed her cell phone over to her toddler daughter and says later received an email alerting her that a $400 couch had been shipped to her home. She thought she bought it in her sleep until she connected the dots when it was too late to cancel. McNeil says she had been browsing couches through the Amazon app on her phone before her daughter asked to play with the device. Amazon's one-click ordering made it easy for little Raina to complete the purchase with a single touch of the buy now with one-click button on its app. Matt Piper, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your northern Ohio Honda dealers. Enjoy great deals on an award-winning Honda at your local area Honda dealer. Or visit us online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.